Guru Nation, thank you so much for checking out another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. It really means a lot to me. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to thank my sponsors. The first one is Inato. That's I-N-A-T-O, and you can find them at Inato.com. Inato is business development for free for sites. Whether you are a brand new site, whether you're an experienced site, you go on there, you create your site profile, they will match you with appropriate studies. They will jump on Zoom calls with you to prepare you for potential site selection visits from sponsors. They will tell you if your capabilities are up to par with what the sponsor is looking for, if your demographics are up to par as far as your patient population and your site capabilities. You build out your profile for free. They go to work trying to match you with appropriate studies. They talk to you about it. If you're a fit, they hand you off to the sponsor. There is no catch. There is no budget that they take on the back end. It's just a service where they match sites to sponsors for free. I'm a paid client of my own service, DSCS, where we do a bunch of hand-holding for sites, where we help them do their budgets, try to get them studies, help them with their feasibilities, create SOPs, create source, all that stuff for a low monthly fee, 1500 bucks. I use Inato as well because it's free. And why not complement the other things I'm doing for my business development, for my marketing, for my operations with a free site profile on Inato? These guys know what they're doing. They're running tech. They're experts in research and in tech. And they're merging the two things together, Inato.com. Thank you very much. My second sponsor, Versatrel. I was a huge skeptic of Versatrel. And now I use Versatrel on a daily basis, multiple times a day. For any of you guys that do studies, you know that most studies have between 8 to 12 different vendors for various aspects of running the trial from the IRB to the IRT to the EDC to the recruitment companies to all kinds of various things even within those portals that are sometimes hard to find and you got to navigate to electronic patient reported outcomes, the trainings for the patient diaries, the backup. There's so many things. Versatrial lets you store all these things in your site workspace for free for as many studies as you want. And then they have a backend tool that helps you also do feasibility surveys for your site. So it cuts down the time on your feasibility surveys tremendously. I absolutely recommend all sites Use Versatrel, versatrel.io. Finally, Creo, clinicalresearch.io. Talk about a company that I was extremely skeptical of when I first heard of Ray's idea in 2017. Now I can't live life without Creo. I've been using Creo as a power user for two years. I've been playing with it on and off for the previous five years. Creo has an e-source. It has an e-reg. It has a CTMS. It has patient recruitment. It has e-consent. It has financial forecasting. It has a marketplace where you can buy source templates. They have so many things. They roll out new things all the time. They have an incredible support team. They have a help desk that actually is responsive immediately on chat with a question mark right by your workspace. It's amazing. It is all my coordinators know at Yuma Clinical Trials, we started with Electronic Source and never looked back. It has made our lives so much more easier. And Creo has such a cool 
back end where they're now collaborating with other tech companies in the industry and sponsors. And you just want to be on the right side of history when it comes to our industry and where technology is moving and site-centric solutions like Creo, like Inato, like Versatrel. They're here to stay, guys. Go check it out in the show notes. And now enjoy the show. Live, live. Okay, guys, Guru Nation, what is up? We're live. Thank you very much to Versatrel for sponsoring. Thank you very much to Creo. And thank you very much to Inato. All things that sites should use. Like, And two of those three are free. The other one's very reasonable. We'll have people on. Actually, I sent the link to a few. Maybe they'll jump on later. But... We've got this panel doesn't need any introductions, guys. All right, we're here. We're talking about uh, SOS. We even got Chris Sabra. Okay, now we got five. Oh, we man. we're requesting females. We are not trying to exclude female. It's part of our inclusion <laughs> criteria. But they just they're not showing up right now. All right, we we asked um, a few, so we'll see. But SOS, we're here to promote. We've gotten some. Um, maybe some mild criticism that we're being too negative. Um, and I don't know, maybe you guys want to start there with like what you feel about that. I mean, we're not really trying to be negative. Um, I think we're trying to be fair, but sometimes the message maybe compared to the status quo, it comes off like radical, but I don't think it's negative. I mean, what do you got? You want to address that first? I think I mean, that, Go ahead, Brad. Go ahead. I, say, I, I mean, I mean, for me, I've considered most of the things people complain about. I think it's in good humor. I think again, I can see how people may misinterpret, um, and maybe I don't know. I don't know if it's generational or if it's just simply the internet and it's difficult to discern. You know, satire. But uh, look, it's <laughs> at the end of the day, we can't do it on our own, and the sponsors can't do it on their own. We all need to be, you know, work together. I think it's okay to to poke some fun at ourselves and the other side. And, you know, I would welcome the same from, from sponsors too. We know sites aren't all angels and we don't do everything perfectly, perfectly right either. So I don't know. Again, to me, I think it's in good fun, but I can understand people may misinterpret, right? Yep. I was going to say the same thing. There are so many things that we perceive as sites that are wrong with the system. We are constantly hit with all these bad things. That if you point at all the bad things without mixing in the p- potential solutions, you just seem like negative Nancy's. And that that could be it. At the same time, I feel like sometimes there might be people who are saying, you know, ne- too negative. I don't want to associate with them. But those might be the same people that would have something to lose if, in fact, sites did receive the respect or the kind of treatment that they needed to be the professionals that they need to be. You look, guys, nobody likes a dissenting opinion on either side of the coin, right? And if you always think of a red car, you're going to easily spot a red car. So mm-hmm. I don't think the audience really should look at this. You know, we're not here to bash on CROs. We're not here to defend any particular organization or group. We're just talking reality so that it brings awareness to the industry so they understand what we're up against on a day-to-day basis. No group is perfect. No sponsor's perfect, no site's perfect, no CRO's perfect, and no CRO's phenomenal, unbelievable. 
you know, and it goes the other way around. So it's all about perception, like Brad said. It's it's the focus. But I think we're all here in, in good fun. And we're just trying to bring awareness to other stakeholders who may not realize there is a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way that I see it. And I hope the audience sees it that way as well. Um, I don't think there's any ill will on any of our parts here. That's well, just the way I, I see it. I think to your point, it's also in good faith, right? Like we all exactly. have skin in the game here. This is not, you know, just pot shots from the sidelines like we have all committed to being here on the ground at the site level to make this stuff happen so again it's there's skin in the game so it's not just you know empty criticism again we have a vested interest in making this better for for all of us right yeah exactly and i wonder so you know they always say haters gonna hate but for every one person that's criticizing us how many supporters are you experiencing how many people are sending you a message saying, oh, my gosh, please keep this up. You must continue this. For me, uh, it's like literally one to 50. I get one hater and I get 49 people saying, oh, my gosh, please keep this up. Whatever you need, count me in. They just don't want to be in the spotlight. They Absolutely. Even myself as a, as a sponsor representative, I mean, every time we get done with one of these types of, of platforms, I mean, our last our last platform when we discussed UAT, which we still have to do a follow up on. Yes. I mean, the, the response was, "You're absolutely right." You know. You guys it's... ever heard of UAT? Fox, Brad, Chris, UAT. Oh. A little bit. It's kind of one of those things that uh, I've heard, I've heard about it, but if you asked me, I probably couldn't tell you yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think I've qualified. I've read it. I like read it in a contract somewhere. I'm sure, but I haven't really explored it. Yeah, I mean the, the concept. We, we we know we shouldn't really maybe get into it today, but we certainly can. Um, but you know the concept is giving getting sites at the table during mm-hmm. this process of UAT because this is called user acceptance testing, mm-hmm. and this is when we build out the EDC, build out diaries, build out all the tech where you have a sandbox environment where you can generalize a, a fake patient and you can walk them through the journey yeah we need an my, hour on that Chris, my that advocacy was... was to do this during wow. siv i'm like why why are we not providing all sites minimally during the siv a uat experience so that there's no questions when you give your first patient in the screen you don't have a hiccup or where do i push or where do i get this guide or yeah how do i you know, what, what, what information is pushed into the EDC demo this it's possible mm-hmm. team. It's very possible. So anyways, my, my point in saying this is that the, the response from that one topic alone was just like exactly with what, what you said, Fox, you know, everybody came in. Oh my God, what a great idea. I never thought of this. And my inbox just went like haywire. It was like, mm-hmm. it was crazy. I mean, but you why wonder- are people thinking about it? So Chris, this stems from, we had our, our first randomization for this insane study. Robert knows which one it is. It's not his. It's an insane one. And we we got we ran into some hiccups live during the randomization because the ERT or the IRT, EDC, all these things wouldn't integrate to give us a stupid questionnaire for a patient in order to proceed. And we were like, hey, is there not a way we can practice this like before Seriously. The patient comes like it doesn't have to be SIV. Like what about the day before we actually were did a mock rando visit the day before. And then this came up. We're like, okay, now you're going to log in and do that. But we obviously can't do it in real life. We just skip through it. So this would be a way to actually do it, work out those kinks before you actually deal with it. So that, that 
So that little thing like stopped us for about an hour. Nobody <laughs> would answer the phone. CRA, CTM, nobody's answering the phone. They're all on meetings doing important stuff. Um, <laughs> I would say for nearly every study, this is an issue at randomization. There's always issues, always. Mm -hmm. And the patients are there for twice as long as they need to be. But <laughs> is is it practical to accept to expect sites who already don't have enough time, the coordinators, the PIs, and everybody else, to run through, you know, have test runs. Um, yeah, you're going to have to have select sites. You're going to have to have select representatives. You're going to have to have a comprehensive part of that. Makes sense. Going back to the SOS, and this is, this is what really bugs me, is the whole idea of SOS is for us to have this platform where we can all come together, talk about our problems, and then find solutions, right? And ironically, what we're experiencing is this hidden hostility where instead of someone coming directly to us saying, hey, I don't like what you're doing, not a big fan of the, well, the abrasiveness of what you're saying. Instead of doing that, we're hearing these stories through rumors. And ironically, we're already kind of like muddling up the entire message. I guess the invitation of SOS is if you got a problem with what I have to say, Look at me in the eyes and tell me about it and let's work it out. I don't want to hear about it through a rumor, some kind of a hearsay like, yeah, we don't want to work with them because they're negative. That's exactly the problem that we're in this industry that created the whole thing. Get the laundry out, air it out, and let's talk about it. But I don't want to hear about it through second or third <laughs> hand. That's bull. And it's easy to be positive. So we haven't accepted money from anyone that we're critical of as a group it's easy to be positive when they're paying you right yeah <laughs> like i mean let's just be real like at the end of the day that's what's going on in a lot of these places that's why everyone's patting each other on the back yeah well yeah i mean that was i mean was that not a large uh motivation for even starting this is just yeah. being unhappy with the lack of clear transparent communication it's okay to be unhappy with each other right i mean it's like Let's let's get it out. Let's go to therapy with each other here, and, and we can talk it through. But if no, if both sides aren't being aren't relationship being honest, counselors over right? here, right. but if neither, if neither side is going to be honest, then it's basically a pointless exercise. And what have we been dealing with for the last decade, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, pat each other on the back and move on. But things aren't really getting better. Uh, in, in fact, it could be you know debatably getting worse. So I, I think yeah. it's okay to get it out there. Yeah, and then once it's out there, then we can talk about the solutions that can work for everyone. I mean, this is how we started every service we have, like the site service me and Chris have. It's something I wish I had when I started. Like I was offering, I was trying to reverse engineer it back then, like finding smart consultants and saying, hey, give me studies. Yeah, yeah, okay. I know you want to do our SOPs. That's fine. I'll pay you for that. But get us studies too. Mm -hmm. No, no, I can't do that. I can only do QA. Like you can't get studies through me. So this CRA Academy, same thing. CRC Academy, same thing. Um, the CRO service, the same thing. Now SOS, the same thing. We wanted to build a conference that we wish we had as mm -hmm. sites. And so that's that's why we're doing it. The true test of time is can you remain loyal to your mission once the money starts coming? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so here's, here's a big question, and I know we don't have a lot of time left, but do you think that SOS is going to be really critical, especially when really large and global CROs are sold to private equity? <laughs> $7 billion. $7 billion at a time. 
Chris Sinio's health was bought by seven billion dollars. Chris is out of the loop, so I'm telling, I'm catching him up. He's not on LinkedIn. <laughs> seems reasonable. It's all those late fees that they didn't have to pay. That it's like that's what it is. Oh, that's their retained earnings. <laughs> yeah, the interest held on payments. <laughs> seven point one billion. That was a that's a big piece of the pie in the industry, and I don't know where that's going to go. What do we? What do you think is going to happen to the environment now that this has happened? I mean, you guys know my theory. I think CROs are going to have to change. I think CNEOs, I believe they were public. The the board was smart, I think, selling at the top, for the mm -hmm. at least for CRO space, in my opinion. Um, they're going to have to pivot. All these companies are going to have to become tech companies because mm -hmm. all these companies are inching into CRO territory. Look at Inato, one of the sponsors, site selection, site feasibility. Look at Versatrial, keeping sites organized for free. I mean, isn't that what a CRO is supposed to do? Robert, you tell me, man. Isn't that what a CRO is supposed to do? Well, I mean, look at CRPN. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, look at I all mean, this stuff. I mean, there's so many game-changing vendors out there that you know make sites' lives just so much easier which in turn just gives your CRC so much more time to, you know, spend with the patients and ensure that satisfaction is there. I mean, it, it's, it's, I think it's exciting personally. Right. And the CROs, like I mentioned all the time, I don't want to go on that negative train, but they're just not incentivized to make changes for improvement. Mm -hmm. They, you right. know, it's like, Oh, well, we'll change order, change order one, change order two, change order. We'll just, we'll just go, you know, change order 29. You know, um, let's do a change order every three weeks. So, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of unfortunately the mentality versus, Hey, you know what, your expectations and assumptions are just in, in outer space and you need to come back to reality based on our historical knowledge and data. Well, they don't do it. So what I hear you saying, Robert, is CROs are similar to government. If they solve it, there's no need <laughs> for them. <laughs> website mystery was the last part chris if they solve the problems there's no need for them exactly exactly i mean if you know then that's yeah. that's chris really... trying to get us canceled yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and and i think and that's what it is it's it's you know if, if they and dan like you mentioned CROs have to come become some sort of tech companies right yeah but do you think and, this is possibly a positive thing so are you guys familiar with Royalty Pharma? I'm trying to get their founder on the show. Royalty Pharma is this AI analytics company. Been, this guy's been doing it for like 15 years. Drug discovery. They've, they've been using AI since like, yep. like a decade ago to find molecules. And then they'll partner with, instead of selling that, that license to pharma or biotechs, they'll partner so they'll take equity in the in the in the pharma and i'm thinking maybe there's going to be a royalty cro out there one day maybe the pe is smart enough to realize that this is kind of a broken model and all this tech is kind of making that model all all those flaws like more obvious to everyone else do you think that all of this competition for efficient research is going to kind of push the hand of cro's to have to be more efficient to survive yeah, I mean that's that's what technology does. It's a deflationary force. Mm -hmm. um, faster, cheaper, better. Um, what do you think about CROs and like getting into site networks? Like, I think the big site networks don't need CRO unless CRO would just want to buy them out. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I think that's happening, isn't it? I don't know. I haven't been following that. that I've heard of, aspect. I think it's IQVIA that's purchased some site networks. I mean, I know Sinios has a strong partnership, and it would, I'd find it very odd if they didn't have an equity stake in Elego. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you know, so, but, you know, I, I it, it's, yeah, I mean, no different than it's just, um, there's a lot of consolidation going on, as you know, and I don't really, you know, I, I just, I don't see CROs embracing change as fast as the vendors are popping up on the market. Yeah. I mean, they're adoptable solutions that they can undoubtedly afford and they should be providing these solutions to sites. And as a matter of fact, I was talking to a vendor yesterday that I'm um, a tech vendor, just leave it at that. And, you know, they talk to CROs all the time and try to explain to them why they need this product to make, you know, sites, experience better and it's more of a data analytic company mm-hmm. and um you know the the common question is no they're, they're not interested you know we have j review we have Spotfire, we are used to our patient profiles our medical directors and data management team uses guys j review is well I, I probably should just be quiet, but it's not, <laughs> it, it's, it's not, you know, it's not what, it's not the best option. Yeah. You know, it, it's old antiquated technology that doesn't do what it should comparatively to what's on the market today. So that's just one yeah. example where, you know, in, in what the tech vendor representative told me, who was a high level representative was that, sponsors are embracing our technology and delivering it to the CRO and requesting them to deploy this across their, their, their portfolios. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I feel like company like CRPN, you know, that that's going to have to be driven by a decision that's made on my end versus, Oh wow. Yeah. And you partner with, Oh, that's phenomenal. Or, Oh, Hey, you partner with Creo. Oh, that's phenomenal. You know, like that, that's where they should be going, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Feel free to disagree with me. Yeah. I can take criticism. I can take the hate mail. Um, but that's just my opinion. And this is what I mean. CROs need to adopt this before sponsors say, hey, did you hear about this? And I have tracked through Pack Scores three uh, consolidations now, three giant CRO consolidations. And every single time the satisfaction of the sites in the pack drops, it plummets during these consolidations. And even on the very first one I tracked, it has yet to come back up. So we're consolidating, they're cutting, they're, they're cutting satisfaction, they're cutting service quality. And then it's, that's the new normal. So we just keep having a race to the bottom of quality as far as CROs go. Do you guys think think it's, like it, it's it's interesting because before we went on air, I was telling you about that that small boutique zero. I was yep. telling you about. Yep. Um. So one of their models is every one of their clinical operations teams members, all the way down to the CRA and project admins assigned to a specific study, mm-hmm. has skin in the game. Yep. Meaning, if they meet their target milestones and goals for the study on behalf of the sponsor, they all get a an incredible bonus. Mm-hmm. Guys, I was a CRA for a long time. 
I never once got a 25 cent bonus. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let alone a $25,000 bonus. So I'm just saying, when you have skin in the game, do you think you're more incentivized to do better work? I like what Doug people? said. Doug is Doug is spot on. So KCR, big shout out to KCR. But Doug, I absolutely agree. The more these global giants consolidate and suck, the better mm-hmm. KCR and the boutique Sierras look. So yeah, I think I, so too. Yeah, I think we've seen that for a while. But I, if there is any positive out of this, I mean, a publicly traded company is not incentivized to do those things you just discussed, Robert. But once you take them private again. They can get more creative. And yeah. So maybe that's it's like the great circle of CROs over here. Less mm-hmm. beholden to the to the you know to the scrutiny of your shareholder. You can well, I mean, all these do. all these public companies, they can say whatever they want. DNI, site centricity, patient centricity. It's all BS because they're they are serving the shareholders first, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, and that's what they should. I mean, I own a lot of stocks of companies and. That's what I want. Uh, when they go private, though, that's when they can change that mission. It's the entire mission. Yep, is changed by the by the structure of the company. Yep, completely driven by whatever you want to go for. If it's metal and paper, if it's that money, then make the money. But at what cost? Hmm. It's gonna, you know. <laughs> Doctor Fox, the PEC scores. Are you going to follow suit and uh, make a seven forty the new? 840? I don't know yet. I haven't decided. We're still. Are you going to penalize the very good pack scores? <clears throat> no. No. <laughs> no. The, right. whole I- the whole idea is pack scores is just to communicate satisfaction so that we can improve. I yeah. Mean, yeah. And My attempt at a joke, but. <laughs> I got it. No worries. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So you're going to stop the memes or keep going? I'm going to keep going. Nope. Uh, if you got a problem, <laughs> uh, see, I won't stop. If you got a problem, you talk to me. That's where I'm at. I'm not a big fan of like the whole, you know, secretive backstabbing, talk to someone else to get to me kind of a thing. I have thick skin. You got a problem, tell me, and we'll talk about it. And maybe we can have an understanding about why these memes are what they are instead of how they make you feel uncomfortable. Dr. Fox is exactly who we needed for SOS. Thank you, man. Uh, anything else, guys? Before I know you guys gotta jump off, but anything else you want to say either about sites? I got a monitoring Zoom monitoring visit soon. Oh, Robert, can we get Hightower Research a study? Absolutely. <laughs> Put him on the spot. Put him on the spot. Stay <laughs> publicly. You know why? You know why? Recorded. This is being recorded. You know. So. This is. I'm actually actually. Oh, I'm I'm very afraid of Brad. I um <laughs> I don't want to be blasted on uh. I'm the world, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, listen, guys. Anybody... I'll, I'll, redact, I'll redact your name. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's here's why I ask. It's a bigger issue. So sites, and I think Versatrail is trying to do this, but early stages. Sites are desperate for networking with other sites to troubleshoot uh, a lot of this mess that comes with doing a study. So like, it's, I always look at the newsletter. I try to find, like, if I know any other site, like, if I know somebody I could collaborate with. Like, Chris does some of the studies we do. Brad, it would be cool. I don't think maybe we are, but, like, as a site owner, I'd like to call somebody up, like, Brad or Chris, and say, hey, how are you guys dealing with this? Like, 
no one at the CRO or a sponsor like wants to give me a good answer or I'm afraid to even ask them. But like, how are you guys dealing with this? So I think there's like a demand for sites to network with each other. And that's one of the SOS things that we're trying to foster. Yeah, Dan, one thing I did for, you know, my current study um, for our lead asset during enrollment, I was hosting, you know, site roundtables for CRCs um, weekly. Mm-hmm. You know, where every Friday you had a standing invite, you know, some weeks were great, some weeks weren't so great, but you had an opportunity to jump on for as long as you wanted. And it was an engaging conversation to do exactly what you just described, you know, yeah. best practices, what issues have you run into? How do you mitigate them? Have you had this? Have you had that? You know, what are you doing with this? What are you doing with that? So, you know, I'm a huge, obviously, as you know, advocate of, of site. Um, satisfaction and and patient satisfaction through the entire life cycle of the study. But, you know, that's one thing that should be encouraged. And the the reason they don't do this is because typically a, the, you know, CROs would charge to host these types of meetings. Um, And so I was like, okay, well, guess what? I'll host the meeting and I'll prepare the slides, you know, and I, I put like two or three slides just to start somewhere like the day's topics or icebreakers. Exactly. And it was amazing. I mean, and that that was a consistent theme. I mean, but, you know, as that... amazing as that is, though, Robert, like, yeah. and once people get to know you, they shouldn't be afraid. But like most most studies, they don't have a Robert there. You know, it's somebody that yeah. doesn't care. And even you, man, like, I'm sure sites talking privately to each other about your study, they're going to ask like more authentic questions than what they're going to ask mm-hmm. on, on a Zoom hosted by you. True. just because of your no, role right. like yeah. but i mean props to you for doing that because it's they're not doing any of these things on any I've of had, my studies man here's no, here's something right. you guys are gonna love this but a lot of the memes i've recently posted came from other sites who didn't they wanted to remain anonymous but they still wanted their voice to be heard so having that safe space that sites know you know i can go to here i can go public, but then I can remain anonymous is a very important thing because then you really start hearing the truth. Interesting. So, yeah, and that kind like, of goes back to the whole, if you're not happy with what I'm posting, then you're obviously not happy with everyone, what everyone is feeding me because people are giving me these stories. This is not just me with an axe to grind. This is literally an entire industry trying to scream out saying we need help. Yeah, it's like in sports, players only meetings, like no coaches, no ownership. Or yeah, even at my site, my small site, man, there's only three girls, right? When I'm there, they don't, they're not as transparent as when I'm not. So sometimes I leave and say, you guys talk it out amongst yourselves. That way you're more comfortable, even like on a small scale. So yeah, Robert's doing things the right way. He's site centric, but it, it could be even better. Like we need a way to foster like real. Like I could ask Brad something that I wouldn't be comfortable asking you. hundred percent. I get it. Makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. I'm, I'm just trying to think of how to facilitate a platform like that, you know, where maybe we have a lead site who's willing to take that on and we put that in a, in the budget, yeah. you know, and just Ooh, Chris and, get hosted, and, well, man. Um, yeah. We had, a, of... <laughs> we had a similar setup. We, we were working with a small device company and we jumped out to like a really quick lead with our enrollment. And, you know, essentially that's what it was. Is, hey, would you be willing to talk to, to sites if they have yep. questions or even just talk on the side? All they did yep. was facilitate the connection. And, mm. you know, the idea of roundtables and stuff are good. I feel like, it, I don't know, to, to your guys' point, there's something that feels a little too forced about it sometimes. And then, like, I don't want to participate. But 
just having a, you know, Hey, this guy from Atlanta is going to give you a call. They're having trouble with this. Will you just talk it through? And I do, I think you get a lot more real, real talk. Uh, and also, you know, they start developing relationships. It's, it's just good for everybody, but only one time, I think in this 15 years of doing this, and it was within the last couple of years, they actually made it a point. And I think it's because they were a small sponsor and obviously had, <laughs> it was like, this device is all they got. So it's yeah. all they're working on. They had all their energy into it, but they it's made that, tough. make those it's... relationships happen. You don't have to provide anything fancy. You just give, give somebody a phone number, you know, it yep. can be that simple. Yep. It's right. very tough to like do that. Even like, I know Creo was trying, they had a message board within Creo, like for sites that it's, no one's been using it. I mean, they're still a new company. Versatrail, I don't know. I mean, this is something I'll probably tell Mike. Um, but almost like having a Slack. Like, you know how we have IRTs, but have a Slack yeah. that only sites but can talk to each other. Just just keep in mind, Cancer's already done this with NIH. They've are, they're already doing this. So it's not unheard of to have our sites talking with each other on the cancer realm. They We help each other all the time through our, our cancer networks. So, I mean, like you just pick up the phone and you call someone or. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know, we got a problem, this lymphoma enrollment. Can you guys help each other? Sure. No problem. They do it. So the, the drive is there. The theory is there. Even the application is there. You just have to apply it to other parts of the research realm. You think SOS can do something like this? That'd be awesome. I think you're still going to end up with the same thing you do. I mean, maybe 80, 20, you know, only 20% of your sites might contribute. You know, you're still going to have your people who just won't. But uh, again, I think you'll really empower the sites that give a crap, but otherwise feel like they're on an island, which I think happens so often, you know, at the site level. Uh, Brad, I, everybody, I have a question for you, the site owners. I mean, is it a, is it a resourcing time issue commitment that the CRCs just don't have time to even let, let's say there was a no sponsor involvement platform for you guys to have a powwow who has time to do that honestly uh, you got to break some culture first robert a lot there of it is, when exactly. you call it when you call it competitive enrollment you set sites up against each other this is the culture that you're going to get <laughs> yeah it, so, hey, um, you're, you're, you're Fox right. playing game man but i don't know though right. I, I i think you think and i find and i'm i hate to say this but i'm sort of leaning into it with my coordinators as they get busier is frankly this the studies that provide the better resources are going to get more attention and they're going to get more of our energy so yeah. if if a site if a study has all their their stuff together they're providing, you know, a form. I'm probably my coordinator is going to be more motivated to spend the time to do that for that study yeah. versus the one that says, "Here we're going yeah. to lob a bunch of documents over the fence. Good luck. Uh, you can yeah. call your CRA. They don't know Jack, but good luck. See ya." Man, uh, we go so to I, bat. I, we go to bat for Robert's studies, and for the other one, we're like, "All right." I mean, there's this hot topic call on Friday, right? Perfect example, Robert. There's this hot topic call for another study Friday at nine. Mm. Nobody can do it. Nobody from our site can do it except mm-hmm. me. Okay. We have a randomization and a screening that day. And I told all the coordinators, don't worry about that. I'll do it if I have time. Now, now I have to personally make like an ROI decision. Is this call going to be worth my time? Who's going to be on it? Who's hosting? I've already ran it through my AI in my brain and it's spitting out. <laughs> no, it's telling me no. <laughs> Right, so that's that's the reality. Now, if it was you hosting it, yeah, maybe because I have more context about you versus that's a good what point. these guys did. So we got like four minutes. I know we got to go, but it's all about that relationship. Robert makes an active engagement for relationship. 
And I think it's the relationship. But he's rare, man. Like, this is not the norm. He's like the unicorn of sponsors. So, I mean. So how do you scale Robert, basically? I don't know if we can clone Robert. (laughs) We'd have to, like, we'd have to break the mold. We'd have to break 100 molds. Okay. How do we encourage sponsors, big and small, to hire people like Robert and empower them? You have to show them where it's going to impact their dollar. So, Robert, when your main product hits market and you just made your company all this money, write a white paper about how you treat sites, publish it, and show all the sponsors how to do it. And yep. then you can start. Really, and I'll, I'll help you write it. There you go. I'll yeah, be happy. Beautiful. There we go. I mean, and I would love to do that. I mean, I encourage any of my sponsor friends who may be watching this video. Ah. Terrible time to lag. Crap. Yeah, but oh. uh, what I was going to say is, okay, Robert's a unicorn, but how do we get, like, we don't need 100% of Robert. No. But, like, what if we get 30%? Like, right now, the norm is, like, 15% of what Robert He's back. Is. What were you going to say, Robert? We yeah, got, like, two minutes. Um, no, I said, you know, like, I encourage all my sponsor friends to contact me. You know, let's let's talk about this. Let's, let's change this. I mean, this is the whole reason why I've decided to take an advocacy position and join calls like this and collaborate with people like Dan and and Dr. Fox and Chris and everybody is to make change, to demonstrate that this is possible, you know, give sites a bone, if you will, you know, when we, when we mess up, take accountability and I've messed up and I've, and Dan will tell you right on this, on this call, I, I did my best to make it right, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and give them an incentive to acknowledge, hey, we messed up. But Dan's satisfaction and the fact that, you know, he wants to continue to work on additional studies in the pipeline and his patients are happy and this, that, like, that's what keeps me ticking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, that, that makes me very satisfied and I'm doing my, my part in this whole, this whole puzzle. But, you know, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Dan, Dr. Fox, I would love for you to help me write that paper. Um, you know, <laughs> Fox, Fox is a good it. writer. Yeah. And, you know, we, we should absolutely do that. Um, guys, it's all possible. Anything like when, when people tell me things are impossible, it's like it's so deflating to me personally, because, you know, whether or not I'm looking to bring in a vendor, bring in a piece of tech, bring in something. I hate I don't know if this is the right expression, but Rob Peter to pay Paul. Like there's always money that can be moved from different buckets to satisfy patient engagement, site satisfaction, mm-hmm. ensure the journey is great. And that's what people just don't. They're just rigid. No, we don't have the budget for this. Well, wait mm-hmm. a minute. Hey, don't don't be so rash to make a decision. You almost have, have to have look at every yeah. every like category it's of expense all... as a separate business. Like what's well, exactly. this? Keep what's in mind, all the businesses are melded, and when you save on one, you save on the other. It's exponential. I have to go interview for my next podcast interviewee. Um, so keep everyone go subscribe to Doctor Fox podcast. Yeah. I'm it's caught up, podcast. man. I'm all it's caught up. Yeah. Wait. Burnout's coming. Uh, when, when's the burnout. next episode dropping, Dr. Fox? As soon as I interview this person and finish the recording, I'm hoping it'll be done this week. If not, awesome. Monday. So I got to get going, guys. But That's thank cool, you, man. Right. Thank you, Dr. Take Fox. Take it easy. Good Bye, day. everyone. I'll stay on a bit longer if you guys want to. It's cool. Like, just do some more Q&A. But... Yeah, I got about five, Dan. But uh, other than that, yeah, it's, it's always a good chat. And, um, yeah.
I mean, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we, we gotta implement change, right? I mean, there's only one way to do it: talk about it. Otherwise, it's just swept under the rug, and you know, everybody. Well, February, just... February second, twenty twenty-four SOS. It's in your home state, Robert. So you're coming. I'll be there. I will be there. Yeah. I, I bought my tickets already. So. Oh, you bought? Thank you, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I bought. I bought tickets, and uh, I will be there in Tucson, Arizona. And I really hope everybody <laughs> watching is gonna be there. Between you know, now and because, February, you're gonna have a, like yeah. a booth and people lining up just to shake your hand. You know, hey, sights! These are sights <laughs> over here. Yeah, uh, I'll, be, I'll be standing next to you. <laughs> do you, what? What have sites said? Like, have have you gotten good feedback from sites? Like personally, like site owners? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I've you know I have a very engaging dialogue with my sites. Um, they all have my direct contact numbers. As a matter of fact, I just talked to a site in Florida, um, you know, two days ago, and I spoke to the um, owner of the site. You know, he expressed some concerns to me. I listened and I said, listen, here's my direct line. You don't need to go, you know, you don't need to go through this CRO. Feel free to, you know, reach out to me directly. And he in turn sent an email to the CRO thanking them for the introduction and providing this direct line of contact. And, you know, I would like to think that the satisfaction of this particular site skyrocketed through the roof. You know, it was a very positive interaction. And the fact that he can contact me as he needs, he understands that I'm going to do everything I possibly can. Now, I can't do everything. I'm not a magician, right? <laughs> I don't have, you know, carte blanche, right? I can do what I can do. But that's my commitment to sites. I will do everything I can do. Now you work. You work for a sponsor, right? If you yeah. were working for a, one of the big CROs, which you have in the past, but if you were, if you had your current role for a big CRO, do you think you would still be incentivized to operate this way, like, or would you tone it down, or like, I don't even know how you call no, it. No, but... I, I would, Dan, because I was always trained, even in my CTM role, you know that at least when I was at, um, you know, PRA icon, right. I was always trained mostly under PRA. I would say, I don't know really the dynamic once icon absorbed PRA because I left shortly after maybe three months into that acquisition. But, um, as a CTM project manager under PRA, I was really trained from the ground up as a site advocate, you know, in front of a sponsor facing member. So, I always tried to make decisions that were in the best interest of sites. So to answer your question, I do think I would continue to operate like this on back on the CRO side mm -hmm. and explain the necessity on why we have to be this way. And you would even have more ROI, you know, in that role because right now everyone can find who you're with on your LinkedIn. Robert's right. LinkedIn's underneath, by the way. Chris's isn't because he's not on LinkedIn. But um, you okay, that's not true. I just oh, you are. Uh, he count. hasn't logged in since 2012. <laughs> but <laughs> check this out. Check this out, Robert. You would like you're doing this now at a small company where there's like, you can argue it's less ROI for you to do this because you don't. How many studies are you really going to be able to give sites? Like one exactly. more, two exactly. more, maybe. At a big CRO, you'd have a portfolio of studies to give to your site, so you'd have even more incentive there, maybe, from that respect to do it but maybe it's just inherent in some people and not in others i'm trying to figure out the difference man between working with small usually sites that work with smaller sponsors have more satisfaction than working with like large zeros and 
large yeah. sponsor. I don't know wh- where to put like my finger on that, but there's there's a lot there. Yeah, I mean, look, I've seen it firsthand, and that's why I like what Doug said earlier from KCR, right? The... I've never worked with Doug, man. Give us some studies. Me and Chris, man, we're thirsty. <laughs> um, you know, this is exactly the point right here, consolidation, you know. Um, I, I, I mean, I've seen it, gentlemen, with my own eyes. We're talking large, large pharma, a $500 million portfolio across six therapeutic areas. And the resource assignment to these trials are, let's just say, less than adequate. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is why I'm like, I really do believe small is the new big. And and I much prefer to work with the small to mid-sized folks as a sponsor. Now, if the large CROs really want to embrace change, and cut down the silos and and make it feel like you're working in a small niche company that's going to actually have influence and make a change in the experience, whether it's patient or site or sponsor, then, you know, give me a call. Like, let's talk about it. I'm happy to to give some ideas. You know, I mean, I'm not, you know, there's a lot to be said. Things have to change. Things have to change. And that's what I'm hoping that comes out of SOS. And I'm hoping that things come out of, you know, vendors like Versatrial, vendors like CRPN, you know, where, where they're, they're empowering sites to make change and kind of, you know, force the change. Because if they don't adapt with the times, they're just going to be left behind. And, and yep. large, large pharma will figure it out eventually. What do you think, Chris? So small is the new biggest. It's a great catch term, but it's always been true. I mean... Small companies are more personalized, right? Employees prefer working with smaller companies because they're just not a cog in the wheel. They're in the same thing with sites. I mean, there's more personalized attention generally in smaller companies Mm -hmm. opposed to large (laughs) companies where you're just a number. Uh, You're not meeting certain certain metrics. You're gone. I've I've monitored at AMC's UC system. I've I've and you and I, Chris, we've co-monitored at small clinics right when our monitor robert your monitor comes to our site i bring her bean and cheese burrito from like the best place in yuma like at 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 uc you wait in a line in a lobby of other frustrated cras to be (laughs) called to go up to have the privilege to go to your room wherever you're gonna be sometimes they put you in a room with a bunch of monitors or in the same room like there's no comparison man but those big institutions are there for a reason yeah. Also, how many well, CRAs are working for Ikevia opposed to direct with small sponsors? Or, I mean, <laughs> there's no comparison, right? I haven't no. worked with Ikevia in a while, man. I think we might be on one study, but we get it through a sponsor. So we didn't even deal with them yet. We will soon. Uh, on an individual level, these monitors that work for these companies no different than others you know um it's more at the like as you get higher up you get people like start interacting with people like robert from their organizations and you can see the difference like my crc's email robert on mundane questions like hey we've made a mistake in this diary the patient (laughs) they who what ctm like deals with that (laughs) those kind of questions from a sponsor level 
Yeah. And I was quick with the response too, right? I, when Katie told me, I was like, wow. Like he replied within like minutes. It's yeah. Amazing. Really? That's the that's the level of service that, you know, we, we, we have to provide. Um, I can assure you that, yes, there's a lot of things. And then that was, you know, there's a lot of things going on internally, right? Lots of commitments. But sites come first. Period. Yeah. Well, I mean, I Gentlemen. appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Yep. Robert, your Life Boost coffee is going out today. Dude, I can't wait. I can't wait. Chris I'm, knows. Chris I'm knows. I'm very excited. Well, you I'm got that excited. family, huh? Oh yeah. This no, no. I didn't get my welcome box. This is what I bought myself. Like oh, they're they're okay. semi-sponsored, but I only do it so I could get a discount for myself. So here, Robert, <laughs> and for anyone else watching, the link is underneath my videos. I get a small piece of it, but I'm not even doing it for that. Like this, it's for Robert. I'm gonna send you a bag. Because you've been through a lot this week, man, and you need that energy. Boy, that's actually good for you. Bifidobacteria, guys. Look it up. Where's Dr. Hazen at? That's, I was just going to say, where's Dr. Hazen, the crowd? She's probably been banned from LinkedIn. She's on Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you, hey, guys. Have, have a great rest of your day, and we'll uh, we'll you talk too. soon. Thanks Catch so much. Catch you all everybody. later. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And Guru Nation, thank you for watching. I got to go because in 10 minutes, I have a monitoring call with a monitor on Zoom. Put your questions below. Saveoursites.com, February 2nd. Get the tickets while they're still available. It's selling really well. They're cheap. They're going to be sold out. And I hate for you to want to come. And there's not, no tickets available. And it's not just for sites. I've been getting asked questions. Coordinators. Want, want people that want to work in the industry, it's for you too. That's why we keep it affordable. Saveoursites.com. Thank you guys. Bye-bye.